Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. To my left or right, I'm so bad with directions because we're reversing this thing. TC Terrence Copper is in the building. TC, what's up, brother? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I'm what, muted. There yeah, we go. What, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> Cooling, man. Look, we're about. Well, less than 40 days technically before we get into camp and, you know, preseason starts, but around 60 days until football starts. Can you dig it like we're Booker T, man? I can dig it, man. Look, I can't wait for football to come on. There's nothing on TV right now. Once basketball went off, there's nothing on TV. I watched Jay Cutler. So let me tell you the sports I watched yesterday. Uh, TC. So we did a young man's uh, uh, commitment live on AYS, my other podcast. Okay. He committed to LSU. It was very emotional, but mm-hmm. I got mad at his mama because she had all the you know ribs, burgers, uh, 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 all of it, <laughs> potato salad, mac and cheese, brisket. Didn't even invite me. So what? They live in Baltimore. I mean, <laughs> so selfish. Anyway, anyway. I watched Jay Cutler and Joey Chestnut. Jay Cutler was playing cornhole, and Joey Mm -hmm. Chestnut was eating hot dogs. I can't live like this, DC. (laughs) I can't do it. Just tell me. You had had an eventful day. No, it was boring as hell, dog. (laughs) (laughs) It was boring as hell. It was fun, though. It was fun. You know, when the commitments and everything started happening, it was fun. But other than that, all right, we do got, though. TC, a lot to talk about. Jameis Winston comes out today with his team Mm -hmm. and says he's ready to go. Fully healthy. Uh, Yes! Yes! There we go. There we go. go. He he said this to them. We're back! (laughs) All right. We're going to talk about that. It seems like you're excited. What does that mean yep. for the team that he's fully in back and ready to go? Carl Granderson 
of all people making big waves in minicamp, I want to get your thought about what does it mean when a guy makes this big of a splash in minicamps now that minicamps are done with? Like, what does that mean going into the season? Now, some of the guys ahead of him are only, you know, are injured. Peyton, uh, 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 um, oh my gosh, why am I slipping? Uh, UTSA, um, Marcus Davenport mm-hmm. are injured. But, bro, when you're doing this well, might be getting some playing time. We will yeah, talk yeah. about we'll talk about that too. Okay. Okay. And Taysom at a big tight end. And then story time with TC. So we got a big show, man. Huge show. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say something like Jameis about to throw for five thousand. Taysom gonna have 1,300 receiving <laughs> yards, 12 touchdowns. That's what I thought she was going to say, but it's all right. Mm. It's all right. All right. So let's do this. Let's pay some bills, TC, very quickly. Everybody yep. go over to Bet Online. Everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share. We're going to get TC's thoughts about Jameis Winston in one minute from right now. Let's pay these bills. We'll be back in a minute. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head on over to their website. Use BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, T-City, T-City, Terrence Copper is in the building with us. T-C, I'm going to give you the absolute floor. I'm going to ask this question just very open so you can just break this down all for us. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston Camp came out today and said that he was 100%. Now, I don't fully believe that. Look, as someone who's had two ACL surgeries, I think he's probably about 75 80%. However, mm-hmm. he's confident enough that he's come back to play. How mm-hmm. massive is this for the Saints? Oh, it's huge. It's huge when it comes to just confidence booster. Uh, just giving the team confidence that you're – that your captain is back and he's ready to go. Uh, my only drawback on it is I'm just hoping that he's mentally healthy. And and like you just said, you had ACL surgeries. You know, physically you can be healed. Physically you can be you can be ready to play. But mentally, are you ready to play again? Are you is is he ready to step into throws when he got a bunch of guys around his feet? You know, um, agree. Is he gonna be? Is he going to be more apt to take off and run the way he used to? Because he still he still run the ball very well. He's not a scrambling. You wouldn't you wouldn't really say he's a scrambler. He's athletic. But, he's just athletic, right? Yeah, but he make plays with his feet. Mm-hmm. You know, so is he going to be more apt to to maybe not run it now? You know, so I I'm worried about more of the mental side of of him being healthy, not necessarily the physical side. The physical side to take care of itself, but the mental part of it takes a little longer. TC, was there a big injury that you had in the NFL? 
you know, I had, um, well, I still have nerve damage in my neck, my whole left side. I do too. Uh, when I, yeah, when I when I tilt my head back, a sharp pain go up down my arm to my tips of my fingers. Um, my middle finger, you kind of see me get it in the camera. You kind of see my middle finger, how crooked it is. So, I don't mean to give everybody the middle finger, but this is what it looked like. <laughs> so I, <laughs> look, I tore, I tore the tendon. Oh, uh, on my finger. When we played, when I was in New Orleans, we played the 49ers. I actually scored on it. And when I scored, I got up, my finger was just bent down like this. It was stuck here because that tendon that keeps it up here had popped. And so it was stuck there the whole time. So I had to end up putting a popsicle stick and wrap it around my fingers to keep my hand up so I could catch and I can block. Where did you get the popsicle stick? Uh, I don't know. They gave it to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Like, was there a trainer eating a popsicle? Like, I mean, I have, like. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I had a popsicle stick behind my finger with tape around it. <laughs> Trying hey, to keep my finger up. <laughs> hey, Jim Haslett. Or, or no, Jim. Uh, 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 Sean just got done eating a popsicle. Get the stick out the trash. DC's fingers broke. For real. That's what it was. That's exactly oh, it's what it was. So great. Uh, but yeah, but but Winston, man, back back to him. He's it's exciting that he's back. Uh, and it's exciting that he can come back and start getting some reps uh with the guys. Because you still need that that chemistry with the receivers. You need him to be a full goal so they can continue to get that build that chemistry. You know, so the fact that he's that he's back healthy. And he's saying he's back at these camps coming out saying he's healthy. That's big for the team when it comes to team morale and just the confidence. But I'm more concerned about his mental health. When I say mental health, not necessarily mental health where how how the daytime is the mental health, but just mentally how is he's how how healed is he mentally from the injury? I will tell you the physical aspect of coming out of rehab from ACL is not tougher than the mental aspect of it. Like you're, and I, look, I've lived it. It's just not. It, TC, what's going to happen when you get hit in the knee? Uh, I, I, I lean on the brace too much. You know, he's out of the brace now, but whatever. Um, I got to tell you though, the only thing for me that I think gets him out of that hump is this is kind of like the money year in a sense for him. Like, mm -hmm. at this point, you know, even though, TC, I think that Jameis is going to do really well, mm -hmm. um, look, buddy, you got to show it, okay? Look, yeah. it's like uh, what Jameis is going to show up today. You know, is it 300 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, Jameis, or is it 30 touchdowns in a season, Jameis? It's a big, it's a mm -hmm. big, it's a big difference. I do believe, though, mentally, he's going to get there. Did, did any um, of your quarterbacks or teammates go through something like that, and you were around them, and you had to like mentally help them get back when you were in the league? Uh, you know what? Not really. Not because of injury. Not because of injury. I had some quarterbacks that was that went through slumps because uh, maybe they were second string or they wasn't practicing well. Uh, and they kind of get mentally down on themselves, and you got to kind of encourage them to pick them back up. But it was never because of an injury that uh, that one of the guys was just going through a slump. It was never because of an injury, not the quarterbacks. 
It's so interesting to me because I, you know, I, I don't, and we talk about Jameis every episode besides last week, which is our biggest episode. And we talked about a whole bunch of nonsense, <laughs> um, but that's good. I mean, sometimes people just want to listen to you talk nonsense, I guess. Uh, but it's so interesting to me about him. I, I don't know what to think. You know, mm -hmm. what's interesting though, and I think, you know what, TC, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transition uh, and I thank Noble for sending some sending us stars via Facebook. Thank you so much, Noble, for doing that. Uh, I'm going to transition to this because, TC, one of the backup quarterbacks is now a tight end. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to Dennis Allen today, and it's a no-go for him, at least on the surface, mm -hmm. um, with Taysom going back to quarterback. We talked about it just a second ago, a little off-air. I don't know if this isn't a good thing for Taysom. Like, at least he knows, like, hey, man, you're either a quarterback, tight end, receiver, flex guy, Z, whatever mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yep. But what is your take on Taysom? Like, what do you think is going on here? Do you think it's going to benefit the Saints now that he, per Dennis Allen, he's a permanent tight end? I think for Taysom, I think that it is um... – I think it's good for him because they put him at one position and like you kind of hit on it, he can kind of focus on that position, the blocking schemes, the route concepts, um, the different calls that has to be made. He can really just lock in at the tight end position. He don't have to worry about learning the quarterback position, learning to play for the quarterback or having to do, uh, having to learn running back play. So he don't have to learn so much like he did last year because he played so many multiple positions, but on the other hand of that, I think that they are limiting him because he's a superb athlete. He's one of those guys that can do everything. And I think that by keeping him at tight end, I think he's going to do great at the tight end position. I think he'll do great there. But when you're so talented, it's almost like, man, we're limiting him. We're limiting the things that he can do because he's so talented. Uh I wouldn't be so apt. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so mad if they put him at as a kick returner. Oh, okay. You know? So when you're talking about limiting, just so we're clarifying for everybody listening, mm -hmm. uh, everybody hit the like and share again too. Everybody, right now, hit the like and share. So you're meaning not limiting him just in playing him tight end. Like if he can line up at running back. Mm -hmm. let him do it that mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about in the limiting part of him right yeah right right tc because you know what's interesting you know what's interesting what's uh remember when uh the patriots had the running back depth issue and they th mm -hmm. they threw in a guy named cardell uh cardell patterson yes i'm gonna be yeah. honest i would love to see a toss dive with Taysom. i'm telling you hand him the rock dog Give him the ball. Just give him the ball. Uh, now, I I truthfully think he would have been uh, – maybe I can't say that. But I, I feel like he may have been more impactful at the quarterback position. This is the reason why. Not necessarily saying permanently at the quarterback position. That's, that's Winston's job. That's his job now. But I still feel like goal line packages, um, wildcat packages – and even just sprinkling him in there at the quarterback position every now and again because even when he dropped back to pass the ball, 
he's so athletic. And when these guys in coverage, if you don't have a, a linebacker spying him, he can get outside that pocket and, and really be a threat for you when it comes to running the ball with his feet. You know, so I just feel like he's he's more dangerous at the quarterback position, but I think he will be more productive at the tight end position. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, by the way, Sean Payton, you know, I'm sitting here talking to your former player. You can unblock me on Twitter. It was actually about Taysom, <laughs> by the way. TC, why does this man block me on Twitter, bro? I didn't add him. I just said it was a questionable call. by, but, And it was last year, right? It what was happened? When, what happened? Okay, okay. So, Sean, if you're listening, I'm going to clip this. And he didn't block me on the Believe in Saints uh, Believe in Saints Twitter account. Nanana boo boo. <laughs> uh, Jameis threw a touchdown. Or, or I, I forget how it w went down, but I'm pretty sure Jameis threw a touchdown, okay? And uh, there was a flag on the play. I forget what the flag was on. And then Taysom came in and threw an interception. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, what an absolute questionable call by Sean when Jameis is 10 for 11 and just threw a touchdown. Like, why would you put in Taysom? Right? Mm -hmm. TC, it's a questionable call. I mean, I'm not taking a shot at Sean. Next mm -hmm. thing I know, he likes the tweet on Twitter and then blocks my fat ass. <laughs> That's funny. I want Sean on the show. He's got to defend himself. We got to get him on. Coach Payton, we got to get you on the show. All man. right, we're clipping this. Sean, you bring show. your ass up in here. You ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> oh, I got to get at Cabo, do CrossFit, and get my tan. Coach, we love you on the Believe in Saints podcast. Yes, sir. Okay, so <laughs> I agree with you on two of the three main points you just said. Okay. okay. I agree with you that he's got to he's got to be versatile in other positions besides tight end. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that he is a, such a huge playmaker that you can't limit him, no matter what mm -hmm. you're doing. The only thing is, I just can't come around, and why I think Dennis Allen is permanently today even talking about it, leaving him at tight end. I, I don't know TC that he is. Like is like we've seen him in the NFL, right? And we've seen him have success at quarterback at times. Like mm -hmm. even a couple seasons ago, we saw him have success. I just don't know if he can bring you there. Now, if it's a two or three plays, but how does that affect Jameis? So, like, I remember, I think it was Washington. I could be wrong. So don't bean count me. This isn't a part of my notes that I'm staring at. <laughs> the prep before the show. Taysom comes in. Uh, Jameis was eight for nine for 90 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. He would then go 0 of seven once he re-enters the game. The problem mm -hmm. for me is not the fact that Taysom can't do it because we know that he can. The mm -hmm. problem is for me is when you're bringing Jameis back in mm -hmm. has been the issue so far that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Even so much, we did a deep dive on AYS, like I said, the other podcast. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees even struggled with it from an accuracy and completion percentage standpoint. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, if Dennis Allen is getting analytical with it and saying, look, man, the hell with it, because mm -hmm. I have so many stats behind it, and it's not necessarily benefiting the team as much as we think it is. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? And 
And when I say that, what do you think about that? I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, because if you know those stats, that trust got, me, <laughs> they got to know it. <laughs> they were they the know one it. that released it to the media. Right. You know, so I think you're hitting it right on the head. You're completely right. I, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. But I also I also been thinking about, I mean, I, I just still feel like they're going to put him in that wildcat. Mm. Uh, and a lot of stuff. You already a lot know. Of stuff, yeah, a lot of stuff that coaches throw out there, especially now, is because the team they got to play first week, maybe they're not going to prepare for the Wildcat hmm. if they know, okay, he's just going to be at the tight end position. You know, so you just don't know. But but what you said, you, I think you hit it right on the head because if you know those stats, New Orleans got to know those stats. You know what I would and do? So, mm-hmm. This I do. I would line them up in the power eye. If, if that's what – if that if if the Saints are still going to get the fullback involved, mm-hmm. yep. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the fullback. I'm a spread offensive concept kind of guy. That's how I roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sean was known for zone re, long zone read handoffs. You know this better mm-hmm. than anybody. The, the, the mm-hmm. long zone read, the aka the the as what I used to call it. My O line coach at Southeastern used to call it the Pierre Thomas special. Okay, I would do it two or three times, even give him a toss in there. You mm-hmm. know what I do? I put him back in there and I give him a toss and watch Chris Olave run down the damn sideline and chunk that bitch as far as Throw I can up. go. Throw it up. I think he is he is the Swiss Army knife. Right. If you utilize him correctly, can this staff put him in the right position to do that? I will tell you, I do think if he does permanently play the Z, I, let's not put the position on him. Let's get technical with the the I say Z or or flex, whatever the concepts are now. If you want to put him at the flex, whatever you're calling it, mm-hmm. TC, I think he could have 900 yards and eight touchdowns. Like I, I fully believe are, that are you he saying can, rushing or receiving? R- receiving. I, I okay. really believe. He can do that. Here's why. I went back today when I and I was looking at the stats at Jameis to his tight ends, dude. When he's in trouble, he throw. It's like the the old saying goes, and excuse my language, "F it, Mike Evans or my tight ends down there." Mm-hmm. And I think Jameis is more athletic than probably ninety five percent of the dudes on that field. Mm-hmm. We, we TC, we've seen him run over. Pro Bowl safeties, Le- mm-hmm. like legitimate top 20 safeties in the league, top 20 players in the league. Yeah. Uh, what you remind, remind me this. I want to ask you a question about that, the top 100. Uh, I want to know if you watch that, but we'll, we'll get that to last. So to kind of wrap it up and, and getting your last thought here on Taysom, man, do you, do you think he is athletic enough and has enough skill? Could he be a Pro Bowl tight end in your opinion? Yes. He has all the skill. He's got the athletic ability. He has the size. He has the strength. I mean, he definitely could be. I d- but I don't know if he will get that 900 yards you, that, you're, that you brought up. I don't know if there's enough balls to go around for him to get the 900. The only, reason, the only reason I think that is because when uh, Carmichael called plays, mm-hmm. there was 200 more passing attempts for Breeze than when Sean was there. 
Mm. Like, so TC, the, 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 the only, this is how I look at life. And this is a problem I have. Mm-hmm. If you show me something once and you show me something twice, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Third time, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have even gotten you there. So this is the third time we know that he's calling plays. They threw mm-hmm. six. They had six hundred passing attempts with Drew Brees when he threw for five thousand yards. Man, I, I mean that—that's the only because. And then I, I Pooh Bear and, and Zach, our producers, uh, the year that Carmichael called plays. I don't remember the year. Can y'all find me the wide receiver stats? That year, because if I'm not mistaken, TC, I think Lance had a yeah, hundred, a thousand. Uh, a thousand. I yep. think Colston had a thousand. Yep. And I think Graham had a thousand. Mm. And then I forget the fourth guy, the fourth target. I think he had eight seventy five. Probably Devery. It, it may, bro. First off, <laughs> talk about effort. Devery down there somewhere, right? <laughs> TC, how fast was Devery for our Louisiana fan base? Super fast. Devery always going to be the fastest guy on the field. Like, I just don't see another guy outrunning him. Even, even if you have – you got your Tyreek Hills out there. Uh, and don't get me wrong, Tyreek Hill is fast. He's fast. But Devery's fast too. Now, I feel like Tyreek Hill has his acceleration. That's what separates Tyreek Hill from a lot of people. His acceleration. Tyreek Hill can be at a standstill and, and get full speed in about two steps. That's, and that's insane. what separates him. That's what separates him from all from everybody else. That's why he looks so much faster. Because if you think about it, he ran a 4-3 in the 40 at the combine. It's a lot of guys that run a 4-3 in the NFL at the combine. What did but you run? What did you what did you run? What was your fastest? I time? ran a 4-3-3. Yes. <laughs> and I text it to you. <laughs> I texted to you. No, I ran a four three three. My my fastest time was a four three three, and I actually did that at my pro day. I didn't do that at the combine. I ran a four four three at the combine. Hey, I bet you I beat you in a race. <laughs> oh, you know how? I'm gonna push your ass down. <laughs> I'm gonna pay the people to hold you down. It's going. Hey, I ran a four ever. <laughs> My best time was a four nine eight, and it was a handheld. And the, that the, ain't bad. That ain't bad for old lineman. Uh, the watch dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as as athletic as people. You know, I, I tell people, TC, I was poo. I, I mean, listen. So, I was on the sidelines for an NFL game one time. Mm-hmm. It was the scariest. Let me, let me tell you something, TC. I didn't watch football for for probably the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, could, I couldn't get past how physical it was, bro. Like being on the sidelines of an NFL game, it's a different beast. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a different beast, man. I don't uh, – oh, I think Pooh Bear might be pulling up, pulling this up for – Pooh Bear, can you – is there any way you can – um? Like enhance that, um, like bring it, bring it bigger right here. Does that make sense? There we go. There. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, go up. Oh, that's rushing. Correct. Yep. That's the rushing yards. Where's the receiving yard? Okay. Here we go. Receiving right there. All right. So, oh, there it is. TC. So you had Marcus Colston who had 1154. 
You had Lance Moore, so we were almost right. Uh, Jimmy Graham had 982, so that's my fault. Uh, Pooh Bear, is there anybody else that had close to that? Devery had – damn, Devery had <laughs> – Devery must have been hurt. Shit. How many games did he play? Oh, Devery didn't even play half the season. Got you. So, 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 there, so TC, think about it like this. But here's the thing. I think you're right. Uh, I think you might be right. There might be too many mouths to feed. But how much does a Chris Olave, a rookie Chris Olave, give you, right? Like, so my, my, point, my point is, is you got Jimmy Graham, okay, who had 900. So, or mm-hmm. eight something. I, I think he, I, look, I think he could get there, man. I, I really mm-hmm. do think Taysom can get there. Look, I'm not an analytical dude, but mm-hmm. I think history repeats itself. And it repeats itself a lot. Uh, let me yeah. ask. Okay, I said one last question about tasting my live. One last one. Uh, who is the best tight end you played with? Mm. Well, I was there briefly with Travis Kelsey, but I'm not going to count Kelsey. I gotta go with Jason Witten, hands down. Oh, now this was hair. This this was when Jason had the hair. Now. Yeah, this was okay. This was prime Jason Witten. So uh Pooh Bear, our producer, just put up Darren Sproles had six hundred and sixty seven receiving yards himself. So I I mean that's insane. Yeah. And look, they threw the ball just so much. But continue. Mm-hmm. Jay hair high high Tennessee fade, Jason Witten, right? Yep, that's him. That's him. Hey, did y'all make that's fun of Jason in the locker room? Like, hey ball, where's your dip? You know, like I would have been. I think that's what Tennessee people are. You know, lay well, down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Jason was just, just kind of laid back, man. Okay, he was laid back, but him and the the two the guys that he really clowned with a lot was Romo and Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach. Bro, okay, you know, hey, so so you were there with Dan Campbell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gotta. I, I we're probably gonna get canceled for this. <laughs> uh oh, here we go. <laughs> Is he as intense as he really seems? Yes. Like that passion that you see after games and stuff like that when they when they getting beat, and how he's talking and sometimes he's crying, and that like he means he, that shit. He means it. Like he's. He was the same type of way when he was a player. He was probably, truthfully, between – no, I got to give it to him. He's probably the toughest guy that I ever played with, between him and Marcus Colston. But Dan Campbell was tough as nails. Like, if I'm in if I'm in a bar fight, I need Dan with me. I need Dan with me. We getting out of there if Dan with me. We getting out. We, we got so many <laughs> quotes from you tonight that we're tagging so many people – Okay, Dan Campbell, <laughs> NFL head coaches aren't safe right now, TC. Let but me let I'm me ask you, you, do you do you think he can succeed in Detroit? Yes. He can succeed there because he's going to succeed because the players they follow him. Like his players has his back. And and they have his back because they know they love him, because they know he love them. And everything that he's telling them, they know he's not just talking. He's he's not giving coach talk. And like I said, and I, I haven't played for him. I haven't played in uh, in uh, Detroit with him, but I played with him as a player, and I know how he is as a player. And everything that you see 
that he's talking about and the emotions that he's showing, that is then he's not putting on a show. That is him. And he's tough. The the only thing for me, man, it's Detroit. Hey, can I tell can I tell you can I tell you <laughs> Can I tell you something bad? I always in Madden get Detroit because I'm so sick of watching them getting their asses kicked. And I start a season and I'm like, stop freaking losing. It's you know, TC, and I, I don't mean this about the Ford family. When you run this as a business for you to make money, you start mm-hmm. it's when shit starts hitting the fan. Okay. And yeah. You got to give Gail Benson a lot of credit. We talked about this last week. And I think this is, TC, uh, you know, you think we know what we're doing here and why our last episode was probably the most watched since we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Look, man, if you're Gail, you got to be able to spend that money, bro. You, yeah. you got to be able to pop, pop, pop. And look, you know, I, people know me from the sourcing on the LSU side. Let me tell you something. When you start making moves like that, TC, guys start getting impatient. And I don't know, and, and I think the Saints are, are covering something up. And I think we're going to talk about it in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I think DeMario Davis wants a new contract. Mm. Hey, man, when you pay him out and you pay him that bonus and, you, and you're voiding that second year, the last year of that contract, which would be next year. Mm-hmm. Hey dog, play with my money. Yeah, I, I'm just yep. I, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I might I, cur- I might curse a little, I might drink a little, but I love Jesus, and so does Demario Davis, and people whisper in the churches. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so I'm gonna say hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. That's all I'm gonna say. You're right. crazy. <laughs> all right, last topic, and then we'll get to ask us as story time. Story time with TC. Uh, look, I don't want to spend a lot of time, TC, on Carl Granderson. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as big of a story as some people are coming out with in reference to uh, 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 Granderson being like this guy that's going to start in the season. Because when you get Matt Marcus Davenport back, when you get Peyton Turner back, and you got Cam Jordan, he's other than situational defense, he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. However... TC, when you have a guy in minicamp and a training camp that is absolutely obliterating the game, like you can't mm-hmm. stop him. I know as me as a player, and I'm going to ask you, bro, we wouldn't stop talking about the dude. I'll right. never forget we had a guy that came from Germany at Southeastern. Mm-hmm. Duke could kick a mile. I, I and So I look at our quarterback, and I'm looking at him like, Bro, let's get let's get to the 45, the opposite 45. If mm-hmm. we get there, we got a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a chance. When you make that big of an impact in mini camps and things like that, and what Carl Granison's doing right now, how big of an impact is that for a team? But better yet, how big of an impact is it for other guys in that position? Like, hey, bro, I better step my shit up because if I don't, Carl Granderson's coming for me. So I think that it's huge from from a personal standpoint for him. Because for one, like everybody knows the NFL stands for not for long. So it helps. I'm not going to say it solidifies him a roster spot, but it definitely helps him when it comes to making the team. 
like I said, at the end of the day, you still got to make the team. You know, there's everybody still got to make the team. But I think for him, it helps him solidify a spot that he's making the roster. And also, it's going to help him when it comes to rotating in. Because if he's really out there killing it the way we're saying he's killing it, you know, he's going to have, he's going to have an opportunity to play. Whether it's through injury or whether it's through, you know, just spelling somebody to get some time, he's right. going to have an opportunity to play. Well, and, and look, well, and guys, I know I'm asking y'all a lot from y'all. Can can y'all look up Carl Granderson's stats? You don't have to put it in the share thing. Just send it to us in the private chat. Uh, but, TC, here's the thing. Peyton Turner's hurt. And he was mm -hmm. hurt last season. He's hurt again now. Mm -hmm. I think Marcus Davenport, if he played 17 games, is a Pro Bowl defensive end. Mm -hmm. the, the, what we've seen from him – you and look, especially from uh, you know me looking at the offensive line, that dude. If you lined him up at any four of the positions in this four-two-five that they're running, he mm -hmm. is on a third and seven, unstoppable. Mm -hmm. He can't stay on the field, and the best ability is availability. Right. I look at Carl Granderson and I say to myself, "Hey, dog, I know that you spent a first-round pick on Peyton Turner and Marcus Davenport." And I know Carl Granderson's had his issues in the past. You can't fake bull rushing a 307-pound offensive lineman and put in the NFL and putting him on his ass twice and think that this man's not going to play, TC. I'm sorry. Right. I agree with you. And But another thing it does for the team aspect of it, it gives more depth. Right. It gives more depth. Right. You know, so I think – for him personally, I think it's amazing. It's great for him personally. And I also think it's great for the team because the depth that it gives you. So if somebody is hurt, because we was plagued with injuries last year, now if somebody is hurt and you got to plug somebody in, you're not plugging somebody in where it's a big drop-off. You know, he's producing as well. He's showing it right now in practice. Now, he got to do that in training camp as well. He got to follow it up. You got to be consistent with it. But it gives depth for the, to the team. All right, last part on this, and then let's move to story time. TC, you've been in a lot of training camps. You've been in a lot of mini camps. Mm -hmm. Was there? You told us a couple of weeks ago, I think it was episode two, um, that you thought that you weren't better than this player, but you played special teams, and you did this. And now we're finding out, finally, you run a 4-3-3. Oh, imagine that. Oh, I wasn't that fast. What'd you run? 4-3-3. Yeah, uh-huh. Liar. Okay. <laughs> What? How big is it a mini? How big is a mini camp for a guy like Carl, though? Like these undrafted guys? How big was this last month? Oh, that's that's really your livelihood. And forget forget camps, OTAs. Anytime you step out on the field, it's an interview. Especially when you're a guy like that. If you're not that big name guy. You know, every time you step on that field, that practice field, it's an interview. Mm -hmm. It's an interview, you know, so mm -hmm. that's huge for him. Like I said, for him making that team, for him putting his best foot forward during minicamp, all he has to do is come back and follow it up with training camp, have a good training camp. Have a, It ain't got to be a great training camp. Just have a solid training camp, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Saints always seem to find that undrafted guy from, like, Tittleton State. <laughs> you know, like he broke the record at Tittleton State or uh, this guy from, you know, Nova Scotia. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he caught 7,000 passes in a season. Those guys mm-hmm. make impacts, man. All right. That's right. Guys, remind me, we need to, to get a video for Storytime with TC. So when we get to Storytime with TC, we're going to play a video. That way we'll know. But let's, let's transition into this. My good buddy, Ant Marshall, says, hashtag Storytime with TC. Okay. What was the hardest hit of your career? Man, you know what the crazy thing about it is I just I just told somebody this today. Um I was in Dallas. I was returning kicks when I was in Dallas. Oh, we was playing shit. it was my rookie year. We was playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Blake, I returned the kick and I got hit. And when I got hit, my whole body went numb. Oh, Everything no. went numb. Oh no. But this is the kicker. I still don't know who hit me. Because <laughs> you got to think, <laughs> think about it. Think about it on kickoffs in which I don't, I don't know if you was ever in a wedge on kickoff or anything like oh, that. I've, I've been the wedge. I've <laughs> ate a wedge like potato yeah. wedges. <laughs> but I ain't ever been returning it, though. Yeah. But so, you know, on kick return. Like when you're getting tackled, like it's a lot of bodies around. It's a lot of bodies down there. So once I got hit and I was numb and I got myself together to get up, you know, they was talking junk. <laughs> they Look, said they you got hit by junk. the they said you got but, hit by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't know who hit me. I don't know. Did you go watch the film? I'm quite sure I watched the film, but I don't know who the guy was. Yeah, right, right, right. I still don't know who the guy was, you know, but hey, that was the hardest that ever been hit. Hey, you you and I both know this, especially when you're watching film and you're getting there with the teammates and they start getting on. Damn, TC, you got clapped or you got hit. Dog, <laughs> he messed you up. Let me tell you something. I would fight behind that, bro. Like, don't, don't you know, as Birdman once said, the great poet, Birdman, put some respect on my name. Like, bro, we're all out here. That's funny, though. That's funny. That's crazy. You know uh, what, though? For me, for me in film rooms, I'm not even worrying about – because, of course, when you watch a film, you know every play that you was in. You know every play before it happened. Here it comes. And, and you're always sitting there and feel, here it come. Here it come. Here <laughs> come that slant. Look, I'm just hoping that if I did mess up on this play, I just hope he don't put that red clicker on me and call me out. The coach, oh, I know. because that'll happen, and you like, oh my God, please just let this play go on, and let him just skip over this play so he don't call me out in front of everybody. That's what I'm the nervous. Of. That's the nervous part I am when I'm in meeting rooms, just hoping that okay, because I know the play where I probably messed up is about to come up. So I'm just like, oh my God, I hope he don't go in on me. Is returning kicks and punts the scariest thing for someone that plays the positions and is the as athletic as you? I think returning punts is scary than kickoffs. But if you're returning punts, you ain't worried about that fear if you're even back there. Hmm. You know, so, so did you like so you had to mentally get there. How did you ment- because look, I've I've talked to a lot of guys that done it. You know, Leonard Fournette, uh, for LSU, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um you got to be – I feel like you got to be a different breed of human being. 
Did you have to mentally click a switch though when you're back there? Because that man, that's gotta be scary as hell. Yeah, so I mean, so when I was in the league, I didn't return punts, I returned kickoffs. But when I was in college, I returned punts. But you definitely have to lock in. You gotta lock in just off rip when you about to go out there because you got to understand. So it's an art to catching punts. I don't think people that people people don't understand it. Yeah, people don't understand it. Like you can tell how that ball is spinning, where it's going. Like if they kick it, if that ball get punted and it goes end up, well, not end or end, but it goes, it start going nose down, like nose go up and it start coming nose down. That ball is going to go deeper than what you expected. And then you got to look at the ball when it's kicked, what the back end of the ball is doing. If it's fading, if it's fading a certain way, that ball is going to fade that way. So you're really just looking at how the ball is coming off his foot and you're judging not necessarily the flight of the ball, but you're judging of how the ball looks when it's being kicked. That just helps you out when it comes to get deeper or if they kick it in the back end of the ball, it's coming down. It's going to be a shorter kick. So you need to run up a little bit more because it's going to be a shorter kick. So you just, you got to understand what the ball looks like in the air and that helps you get a better beat on where you need to be, where you need to be lined up at. Peter! <laughs> Peter! Is that still, is that the call y'all use? Peter! That's still the call, Peter. All right. All call. right. Uh, Aunt Marcia says, my boy got all the Mario coins knocked out of it. <laughs> Damn, Aunt. Damn, bro. All right, last one. Um, I don't know. Is there any other little quick thing when we're reminiscing that came to your mind? I got a little quick story for you. Okay, let's roll with it. Something funny that one of my coaches used to always tell me. Uh, And everybody listen, I'm going to put this on the shirt, so don't take it from me. (laughs) Well, listen, they're going to take it. They're going to take it. All right. right. Hey, hey. Of course. Well, I'll tell you off camera. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, of course, I'm a – uh, I was a, a very good blocker at the receiver position. I was real good at blocking. And our DB coach, when I used to come out to practice, he used to always be like, cop, quit all that holding, cop. Quit all that holding. That's what he used to tell me all the time. He was like, because today we only giving out two things. That's dick and bubble gum. <laughs> and, we, and we out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's tell me like we giving out two things that's dick and bubblegum and we out of bubblegum have you that's seen the uh paul rudd movie i forget what movie it is he's like you about to get this dick <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> I'm gonna put that on the shirt. Y'all don't take it from me. I'm gonna put it on the shirt. We're gonna give you. Uh, we got two things: dick and bubble gum. We're all out of bubble dick gum. Dick and bubble gum. Dick oh, and bubble okay. gum. That's it. Hey, you know what makes coaches coaches? The gift of gab for some of them. You know, like uh, we talked. So listen, we talked to Warren Sapp about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, and you know he played on that team, the Miami team. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, court, you know, all these mm-hmm. dudes. So I was asking him, and it just, you know, I was, it, it, I, when he was talking, I was like, God dang, does this sound like Ed Orsron? Mm. So I asked, I asked Warren, I was like, listen, 
this, I know you're talking about The Rock, but this sounds a lot like Ed. He goes, oh, I told Rock back in 1999 when he was at the peak of WWE, he owes Ed Orgeron $100 million because he stole his whole flow. Line for line, bar for bar. Okay, and he was talking about like how Orgeron would come out and have a new saying every day. And like you're talking about, I'll, we got two things. We got two things out here. Dick and bubblegum. I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> you know, and his eyes would get big. Warren said he was so scared of Orgeron, he would be like scared to not do what he's telling him because he would be hopped up on like 75 cups of coffee and mm -hmm. he'd come out with a saying. I was like, so you mean to tell me like The Rock wrote all this shit down? He goes, yeah, we heard it every day for four years with Orgeron. Wow. And that's wow. what made Coach – like, I had a coach went to ITC <laughs> tell me he was going to name his dog Blake Rafino. So every time he he comes home, he slaps the shit out of it because he'll th and he'll think of me so he can inflict pain on the dog and not me so he wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. I mean, call, P call PETA for crying out loud. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's been a great episode tonight. I thought tonight was fantastic. Uh, TC, anything you want to say before we get on out of here? No, sir. No, sir. Not at all. But you did a great job, Blake, like always. Hey, man, listen. I don't know how to put this. I have a lot of practice. <laughs> hey, I went back and listened to my first ever episode back in 2017. Mm -hmm. God, was I awful. Hey guys, it's Blake Grafino from AYS. <laughs> so bad, man. So bad. <laughs> so nervous. But anyway. All right, TC, we're close to football. We'll continue to do these shows. We'll ramp it up as the season gets closer and season gets here. Till yep. then, man, what a great episode. Everybody do us a favor. Like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff. We'll see y'all again soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.